This is the Shine On You Crazy Daisy podcast, and I'm your host, Trudy Simmons from the Daisy Chain Group, providing platforms for women entrepreneurs to be seen and heard. This platform is for women entrepreneurs that want to hear the real stories of what it takes to be yourself and run a business with all the different hats that you might have to wear. These are the stories of the tenacious, the rebellious, and the resilient women that are working towards the future that they want to build for themselves and their families. Hello, and thank you so much for being here on the Shine On You Crazy Daisy podcast. And today I am thrilled and excited to introduce you to Carol Perez from The Carol Perez. Uh, Carol, thank you for being here. Please tell us about your business. Sure. So, hello. Thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, Yes, I'm Carol. Uh, My business, well, I'm a community strategist, which I think it's quite new. Roles like mine, um, I work with change makers who want to create a thriving, a diverse and inclusive online space. And when I say an online space, it could be a membership, it could be a free group, anything that is online and that is meant to create a collective, a group of people that are thriving together. Love it. I love your dancing while you're saying it. Thriving. (laughs) Why did you start questioning your legacy and what did you do about it? Um, Well, I started questioning because I was living a good life. Mm -hmm. Um, I was the director of operations for EMEA here in the UK. Um, Everything was great, amazing money, you know, traveling, blah, blah. Um, And then suddenly someone that I really admire um, died. Uh, he, he was an Argentinian musician, so I'm from Mexico, hence the accent. Mm-hmm. And he, um, yeah, he died. It was very horrible. And it made me realize how many people he impacted. Mm-hmm. And it made me um, remember all the, all the times that I thought about what is that I'm doing? You know, if I die tomorrow, maybe 20 people are going to feel sad. Um, I don't have kids. I de- we decided not to have kids. So I don't even have that as a legacy. And mm. um, so I'm like, what is, what is that I'm doing? Right? I mean, this is great, but I'm just helping people to buy products cheaper because I was in the e-auction world consulting procurement. Mm-hmm. And it didn't, it didn't feel enough. It didn't, it didn't feel right. Um, so that was, I think, the first time that I started questioning the things that I was, that I was doing. Um, Yes. So what I did is I got uh, a life coach certification Mm -hmm. uh, because I really wanted to support women, to find their voice. I mean, being a woman in Mexico, um, well, you know, (laughs) there are some issues over there with with women. And um, I wanted to help them to to become who they are meant to be. Uh, Well, I'm not doing that anymore, clearly. Mm -hmm. But that was the first thing that I was I felt the urge to. I want women to feel comfortable with their voice and who they are. And yeah, maybe life coaching is the is answer. Um, and I started with that hobby because it wasn't really a business, to be really honest, um, back in 2015. Yeah. Wow. Uh, uh, what really struck me about your, your chapter and the way that you speak is you, you talk about being a brown woman in Mexico <laughs> and being challenged and impacted by the death of George Floyd. Yeah. What did that... What did you do differently from that point onwards? Mm. 
many things. Um, so first of all, um, and this, I was talking about this with a friend last Friday, actually, and I told her it's very interesting how normalized is in Mexico that if you are white, you have more opportunities. It's so normalized that I, I, I realized I was a woman of color when I moved to the UK. I, I, I didn't, I didn't know that I was different. Um, and it really helped me to understand many things personally and how that affected my business. It made me realize how afraid, intimidated, and tiny I felt every time that I saw white people, gorgeous people, I just became tiny. Wow. And I just understood and felt a lot of compassion for myself and for the story of my country. Mm. Um, and all the things that are here that you don't really think about them. Mm. So I, 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 I went in a journey of really forgiving myself and understanding, yes, Carol, in your country, when when Spaniards came, uh, your people thought they were gods because they were so white. Their hair was so white that they thought it was it was something magical. It was something different, and and they were different, and I mean it's 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 a long story, but the way that I've, that affected and still affecting. The way we we work in Mexico, the way everything happens, it's it's huge, and and I didn't know that, and I didn't I didn't acknowledge that until I came to the UK, until I realized, oh, so you're treated different because of your color. Yeah, that's right, we do have that, but I I didn't know about it. I I didn't acknowledge that. For me, it was like, oh yes, you know, if you're a foreigner or white or wealthy, then it's easier. But I didn't, I didn't acknowledge the power of of that. Um, then last year, as you know, well, all of these events happened, which in a way I think it was, it was good in the sense of all the things that changed because of that. Um, what I'm doing differently is realizing also my place in the world, mm -hmm. because. I mean, I have dark hair, I have this color, but I'm not, I'm not black. I also have a privilege. I also had the privilege of having a private education in Mexico, having a father that really supported us. So it's kind of understanding where, where is my place yeah. and what can I do? Um, from my side is really studying, um, being more aware of the things that I that I do, the way I speak, the way I, I see other people, um, and how can I support? Mm. So my business, and I think that's, oh my God, and then with this year, with all the um, Euro final and all the things that happened online, all the horrible comments, I was like, online spaces are here to stay. Mm-hmm. We as business owners were responsible to create online spaces that are diverse and inclusive. And I and I and I know I'm not an expert and I'm just clarifying that I'm not. I'm studying. Mm. And I just remember uh, Steve Jobs and also um, 
Oh my god, I forgot the name of the founder of Virgin. I I, I can't believe it. I'm so much a huge Branson. Yes. So <laughs> they always talked about surrounding yourself of people who are the experts. Yeah. So I found an amazing woman that she's an expert and she's she's part of my team. So I'm an expert on online communities. I'm I'm still studying about diversity, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to play the fool. I, I want people to get the better. So I'm the best and I'm really creating these amazing spaces. So it's me, but it's also other people who are experts on that. That's the beauty of it. It really is. And I think it's it's one of the saddest things to say that the last year was a good thing in that what it's had to change, the eyes that have had to be opened, the way that people have, um, the people that have wanted to have done things differently. But how awful that it came to that point that that's how the world opened its eyes. But also, thank goodness, because what you're doing now in in creating the communities that are inclusive and diverse is such an important area of any business now. And it's, it's the kind of thing where business women, I think, are very open to creating communities that they think are inclusive and diverse. Mm-hmm. But unless you keep learning, as you say that you are, and unless we keep learning and being open to the conversations, the hard conversations, mm-hmm. every, it doesn't matter what you say you're doing. It's the actions that you take. That yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> wow. What a change to your life as well. Oh, yes. Massive, like huge. Um, huge. So why is inclusion important in community building and how do your skills help with that? Um, okay, so why, why it's important? Um, it's because online spaces aren't that different from real life relationships. And I always say that. Um, I, yesterday I was talking with, with someone, we had a one-to-one and... She was really preoccupied because of the engagement of her community. And I'm like, why is that we keep thinking that online communities are that different from real life relationships? Mm-hmm. So what are you doing in your real life to, to be more open-minded, first of all, to understand that everybody's different, to understand that um, everybody comes from different stories, everybody... Um, I mean, diversity, it's not only about race. Mm. It's also about personalities. And so cult- what, are you doing, what are you doing in your online community for those who are shy, for those who are introverted, for those to, who are probably a little bit older and they don't know how to use technology? Mm. Um, so it, to me, it's like I, I cannot see a community without being diverse, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so even in my newsletter, I, I'm always including the text, but I also record a YouTube video mm-hmm. because if someone wants to see me or they have, I don't know, issues with their hearing, maybe they are bored of the war, of the, of the voice of their computer. Maybe they want to hear this crazy Mexican with her accent instead of the computer reading the email, right? So these are the tiny things and it's important because we are in a world that is diverse. Mm. So it's it's taking that reality into your online space. Absolutely. It's just taking it. Um, and so my expertise is, mm, so when I moved to the UK, 
Um, after the first four months, I fi finally found a job. I was a project manager. I was really excited. And I was like, now I'm going to meet people, you know? And they said, oh, guess what? You're going to work from home, darling. <laughs> and I was like, what? What? Okay, so the first six months were horrible, absolutely horrible. And then that was nine years ago, right? So since 20, when was that? Yeah, 12, mm -hmm. I've been working from home. So I was managing teams from many, like many places in the world, like the Philippines, China, Poland, the US, Argentina, Brazil, like, like many countries. I was creating like running projects, creating community. And I really, I really learned that when people feel seen, Mm -hmm. and heard and understood they just open up I mean it doesn't matter where 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 are you living if you're in a village if you're in uh, Barcelona mm -hmm. if you are in Mexico City it, it doesn't matter we are all humans yeah. I mean we all have these bones we all have blood we are we are the same thing so during those nine years I really understood it and I got it and I had like the highest retention of teams, clients. I, we also had clients all over the place yeah. because I saw them as humans. Mm -hmm. I understood. Um, so I yesterday this client said, oh my God, you're so good at this. <laughs> and I couldn't say anything. I was like, I know. But it was from a very, you know, because now I, I know, I, I know what I what I know mm -hmm. and I just want more people to to work with me because you know we can change the world together yeah. but that I, that's exactly what I felt from talking to you from reading your chapter is it is this group dynamic that together and I say it in the book actually in the introduction of the first book and the second book together we can achieve anything and it's just feeling like you are a part of it rather than being inclusive in that rather than you're standing over here and you you can't be seen or heard come in the water's warm we're here for you <laughs> exactly yes oh, Carol. um if there's one lesson that you've learned that every entrepreneur should know what would it be mm. work with your mindset first of all yes yes yeah that's so important and the way that you describe that in the chapter is amazing because it it's and people don't think about that when they first start yeah. out. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Powerful. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> What's the piece of software that you uh, love for your business? I absolutely love Dobsado, mm -hmm. which is uh, it's a tool, it's a workflow. So you just set up everything, finish the call with. I I do mostly consulting, so it's one to one. Mm -hmm. I just finish the call send a proposal and from that everything is created they receive the emails they receive everything so i love the channel it's just yeah. it just simplifies everything for them and for, uh, for you as a business owner absolutely yeah. no, i love yeah. that is amazing carol i'm so grateful for the conversations and that you are here doing your work because your work is so key and important in growing these communities that are going to be the future so thank you so much thanks for being a part thank of you. it Thank you for listening. 
If you like what you've heard, please leave a review and come back for more inspiration. And if you're ready for more motivation, please go to my website and buy the Shine On You Crazy Daisy series of books with inspirational and motivating stories from businesswomen around the world. But wait, there's more. Come and join the Shine On You Crazy Daisy membership for knowledge, accountability, networking, co-working and support. We will give you the knowledge that you need in a workshop and the support and encouragement to implement for the growth of your business. More details are available on my website, thedaisychaingroup.com.